Again today with Coach Art Turf, the head football coach and athletic director here at Inept Tech. Coach, we discussed your upcoming 10-game schedule. You are a member of a conference, as I recall, the Six-Pack Conference. So what kind of a conference outlook are we looking at this year? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question because it is a fine conference and we are playing a fine schedule this year. And, and I think it's going to be especially balanced this year. I think anybody could win the conference championship. It's one of them deals where you could just pop the top on anybody's uh, uh, schedule and throw them all in the ring, draw one out, and they could be the winners of the conference. You know, it's going to be real balanced. Cinema State and TNT and, of course, my brother Nat Turf's Bungle State team, DDT, going to be in there for the championship. And of course, EIEIO, they've been the conference champions the last six, seven, eight years. They've always had a real fine team. But I am looking forward to our fighting oysters being right up in there with them. I think it could be anybody's race. Well, I guess with EIEIO, EIO having such an outstanding conference uh, record over the past few years, they must be considered the team to beat this year. Well, I'm considering them to, uh, one of the teams that we're going to beat this year. You know, we play in 10 ball games, but uh, we're not looking forward to playing them. They are the ninth ball game, and they're on down the road. We're going to be playing our ball games one at a time. We're just looking forward to playing our first ball game when that's water under the bridge. We'll look forward to the second one because that's how we play them is one at a time. And I'll be back with more with Coach Art Turf in just a moment. What a list of conference teams in there. DDT, Bungle State, EIEIO. And with that, the Art Turf Show is proudly sponsored by Farm Animals. E -I -E -I well, Coach Turf, we've discussed your conference schedule upcoming. Let's be a little bit more specific now and talk a little offense and defense. What, uh, what type of defense are the Oysters going to be using this year? Well, based on the uh, kind of defense uh, that we've been playing the last several seasons, I'd say the kind of defense we're going to be playing is uh, frequent. You know, we play lots lots of defense. Seems like our defense is on the field more than our offense is, and that's not really the kind of defense you like to play if you're going to win the ball game. The kind of ball game you got to play is where your defense is out there just a little bit and your offense is out there a whole lot scoring lots of points. Well, let's talk about your offense. What type of offensive schemes are you going to be employing this year to juice up that offense? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question because we got a boy playing quarterback this year going to spark our offense, boy named of uh, 12. Uh, third and 12, and third and is one of those boys, he can he can run the ball, he can throw the ball, he can pitch out, he can hand off, he can do just a little bit about everything. He's very talented. He's, uh, he's uh, what you call your triple or even a fourple threat out there. He can do so much with the football. Does he have any outstanding receivers to throw to, Coach? Well, that's right. The captain of our ball club, good old Needles Norgan. You know, Needles is six foot nine, weighs 98 pounds, but he is a star of our ball club. He is a ninth-year senior, adds a little stability to the program. He's a star of our ball team, and he's number one in your heart. So our fans can be looking for him on the field. What's his uniform number? Well, only one that'll fit on his jersey, one. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf.
In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH Well, a little bit gray and overcast out there. You know, the sunshine's not thrilling us yet. It may as the day goes by. We also have mention of rain showers, but the most pleasant part is it's going to get up to 74. Yabba dabba doo. But wait a minute. I can't say that. It's not Friday. Well, I, I did. It's the party line on 970 WATH. It's a Wednesday. Folks, you may recall we were supposed to have uh, Svetlana um, Kalinichenko on the air yesterday to talk about the Ukraine. Uh, she had a health issue uh, uh, overnight the night before, and uh, so she was with um, medical care that morning. So it didn't happen yesterday. Uh, I'm going to reach out to her today and see if she's better and when she might be able to do it. You know, of course, if let's say uh, let's say she got COVID or something like that, we'd have to wait, you know, 10 days or so to do it. But uh, this Ukrainian thing is certainly on all of our minds. And uh, she can add another uh, view to the whole thing. And um, so I'm looking forward to having her as a guest. All right, today's March 23rd, the year, of course, 2022. It's National Puppy Day. Yay. Each morning I listen to Scott uh, talk about the various... uh, Animals waiting to be rescued or, or adopted or things like that who are simply lost or, or missing or whatever. Um, we have two wonderful dogs. But it just tags at your heart. You know, you think, well, should we, should we get a third? <laughs> you know what I mean. What was the one today, Ginger? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She was uh, surrendered along with another dog, so hopefully they'll be adopted together. Yeah. But my goodness. I I don't think we can jump from two to four. I I thought, how, how, how? There must be, I hope, a good reason why they were surrounded. That dog is just striking Mm -hmm. when I saw its picture. Well, anyway, today's National Puppy Day. It's National Chip and Dip Day. I love that. National Near Miss Day. I don't love that. National Chia Day. Uh, What's wrong with my memory? What's Chia? Chia, that's those uh, little porcelain figurines that you smear the grass seed on top of and then you water it and then the the grass grows on top of the oh, head oh, oh, oh. or top of the 
figurine or whatever it is. Yeah, it's got a bunch of seeds uh, just slightly tucked into its, uh, um, not porcelain, but um, clay-like shape, right? Yeah, whatever the, it is. Chia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that commercial. The Chia Pet. National Chia seeds apparently are one of the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet, according to what I'm seeing here for National Chia Day. High in omega-3s, antioxidants, fiber, and complete protein. They're neutral in flavor and can be added to virtually any recipe to boost the nutritional profile. Omega-3s, you know what that's good for, right? Memory. Thought process. We could use that. <laughs> National Tamale Day and National Melba Toast Day. That's 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 what we've got for today. Say, uh, I'm just trying to remind myself uh, at about ten minutes till the top of the hour. So 9.50 thereabouts, we're going to have an EAS test. That's the Emergency Activation System. And um, so we'll hope that all happens like it's supposed to. And likely to do so. Okay. Right in the middle of a good subject or whatever we're talking about. Yeah, a caller with a good thought. But it has to happen. It's it's um, <clears throat> it's one of those many systems that we have here to keep people on top alert should there be something bad happen. And um, you know, in my many years here, things have happened. And um, we've stayed on the air at full power. Now, you see, we, we're supposed to reduce our power a little bit at night and stuff like that. But um, if there's a disaster or emergency situation, you're allowed to stay at full power uh, until it's resolved. Because we are an important communication point for informing the public. And if you have uh, been listening to the weather forecast this morning, uh, some potential for some, well, windy, rainy, um, small hail. And uh, Brian Hughes even mentioned the word possible tornado. Tornado, yes. In there, too. So, uh, Always good to have that access to emergency information. Let's see here. Let's do the historical facts a little bit. Um, In 1490, the first dated edition of Maimonides. Maimonides. Look at this. Come up here. How would you pronounce that? Carefully. You up here yet? Yeah. Oh. Maimonides. Okay. I made it more difficult than it is. So you say it. Maimonides. Mishnah Torah. I took the easy part. 
A code of Jewish religious law is published, 1795, Patrick Henry proclaims, Give me liberty or give me death. In a speech in favor of Virginian troops joining the U.S. Revolutionary War. 1919, the Eighth Congress of the Russian Communist Party reestablishes a five-member Politburo, which becomes the center of political power in the Soviet Union. Who were the original members, you might ask? Vladimir Lenin, Leon Trotsky, Joseph Stalin, um, Lev Kavanov, and Nikolai uh, Kretinsky. Most of those names we know. 1933, the Enabling Act. German Reichstag grants Adolf Hitler dictatorial powers. Dictatorial powers. That wasn't a good one. No. 1935, the Battle of Okinawa. U.S. Navy ships bomb the Japanese island of Okinawa in preparation for the Allied invasion. It would become the largest battle of the Pacific War in World War II. 1935. Well, let's see here. Let's do some... um, Famous birthdays. I have two on this page. Okay, so I have um, four total, and none of them are still living. So first of all, and I'll need your help, Scott, Akira Kurosawa. He lived from 1910 to 1998. K-U-R-O-S-A-W-A. Akira Kurosawa was a Japanese filmmaker and painter who directed 30 films in a career spanning over five decades. He is regarded as one of the most important and influential filmmakers in film history. Kurosawa entered the Japanese film industry in 1936 following a brief stint as a painter. Some of his works include Seven Samurai from 1954 and from 1950, Rashomon from 1985, Ran, and from 1952, Ikiru. All right, the next All uh, blockbuster films. Yes, indeed. The next is that of Joan Crawford, who lived from 1905 to 1977. Great eyes. Joan Crawford was an American actress, starting as a dancer in a traveling theatrical company before debuting on Broadway. Crawford was signed to a motion picture contract by Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer in 1925. Some of her works include Mildred Pierce, Johnny Guitar, 
Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte, mm -hmm. and from 1962, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Um, going back to the farthest, James Bradley, <clears throat> born in 1693, died in 1762. Um, but uh, today would have been his birthday were he still alive. James Bradley. Uh, let's see here. James Bradley was an American... Uh, give me those dates again. I think they gave me the... 1693 to 1762. I need to go back a little further then. Okay. Because this James Bradley is an American author. Mm -hmm. James Bradley, FRS, was an English astronomer and priest who served as the third astronomer royal from 1742. He is best known for two fundamental discoveries in astronomy, the aberration of light and the nutation of the Earth's axis. In the last uh, famous birthday, um, Roger Bannister, born on this date in 1929, died in 2018. And a lot of sports nuts will remember him as being the first... Uh, track star who ran the first four-minute mile, actually under four minutes. Sure, Roger Gilbert Bannister was an English middle-distance athlete and neurologist who ran the first sub-four-minute mile at the 1952 Olympics in Helsinki. Bannister set a British record in the 1,500 meters, but finished in fourth place. I think we only have two famous deaths to mention today. Um, one very familiar, one not. Uh, let's start with the one that's not. Bhagat Singh. So B-H-A-G-A-T is the first name. Last name S-I-N-G-H. Born, he was born in 1907, but died on this date in 1931. Didn't have a very long no. life. No. He was a charismatic Indian revolutionary who participated in the mistaken murder of a junior British police officer in what was to be retaliation for the death of an Indian nationalist. So was he executed? Um, let's see. Yes, he was. He was hanged. Hence <clears throat> his young age. Yeah, he was hanged uh, in March of 30, 1931 at age 23. And the last one we don't need too much explanation for. It's that of Elizabeth Taylor. She was born in 1932 but died on this date in 2011. Yes, she was a British-American actress. She began her career as a child actress in the early 1940s and was one of the most popular stars of classical Hollywood cinema in the 1950s. And also had, uh, how many times was she married? Um, I know she was married to... At least 19. <laughs> Michael Jackson was one of them. 
Some of her works include Cleopatra from 1963, The Flintstones from 1994, and Cat on a Hot Tin Roof from 1958, and Little Women in 1949. And I, I enjoyed her films. Her spouses include Larry Fortensky, John Warner, Richard Burton, twice. Yes. Eddie Fisher, Mike Todd, Michael Wilding, and Conrad Hilton. You know, Mike Todd worked here. Oh, that was a different Mike Todd. <laughs> I, okay. okay. I okay. did not know that. Well, easy to make a mistake. Well, let's see here. Uh, let's do some serious stuff. Like the news. So, as you may have heard, a tornado touched down in New Orleans late last night. At this point, there is one death attributed to that. However, it destroyed dozens of homes and, of course, knocked out power to thousands. The twister spawned from a system that left a trail of destruction through Texas and Oklahoma yesterday wait a minute today is what day Wednesday the 23rd well most of that damage I mentioned in Texas and Oklahoma was on Monday anyway more than 50 people uh, 50 million people spent the night under a severe weather advisory across the southern U.S. as storms pummeled the region. As I mentioned, in Texas, one person was killed and 10 people injured Monday, while almost 20,000 homes remained without power this morning. Greg Abbott, that's the Texas governor, declared a severe weather disaster in 16 of his counties yesterday. The system then moved eastward overnight, bringing additional tornadoes, flooding, large hail, and damaging winds across Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and even some other places. They go on to say the storm is expected to move across the Carolinas and up to uh, parts of Virginia today. I guess there's a film somewhere of a truck being tossed around up in the sky by these winds. Wow. Let's see here. Navalny over in Russia. Alexei Navalny. He's been in trouble for a while now. Um, he's also been an outspoken critic of the Russian president, which uh, by now we all know that person's name, Putin, right? Yes. Um, so far, I think he's been sentenced to, to nine years in maximum security prison. 
He's already serving a two-and-a-half-year sentence for parole violation over earlier fraud charges. The new conviction follows a years-long government crackdown on Navalny's supporters and other activist groups when, whom Russia has labeled as extremists or terrorists. just have to wait and see how that all plays out. The Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, right? He announced yesterday his Liberal Party has reached a deal with the new Democratic Party to secure his minority government until the year 2025. The NDP agreed to support the Liberal Party on shared objectives, including the federal budget and other confidence votes, giving Trudeau the majority needed for his entire four-year term. Trudeau then went on to promise to move on several issues in exchange and uh, that includes uh, a universal prescription drug program and phasing out public funding for fossil fuels, among others. All right, so it seems like they're working together better than they have been, the two parties. Okay, I think that's enough from this particular report. We'll set that one over there, and here's another. another. Um, this is from the New York Times, David Leonard, and I, I, I like his writing. I think he's very fair, balanced, whatever you want to call it. And he simply starts this morning by saying, Good morning. A violent weekend highlights America's continuing crime wave. Many crime experts define a mass shooting as an event in which four or more people are shot Last weekend, there were a shocking number of them. <coughs> Excuse me. At least nine across the U.S. In Norfolk, Virginia, an argument outside a pizzeria led to a shooting that killed two people including a 25-year-old newspaper reporter who was a bystander. In the farming community of Dumas, Arkansas, a gunfight broke out at an annual car show, killing one person 
and injuring 27 in downtown Austin, Texas. Four people suffered gunshot wounds during the final weekend of the SXSW Festival. (coughs) Well, the burst of weekend violence continues a trend that began almost two years ago, early in the COVID-19 pandemic, and shows no signs of easing. Murders have risen more than 30% since 2019. And they are still far below the levels of the 70s and the 80s and early 90s, but they've reached the highest point in more than two decades. The mayor of Miami Beach, this is a quote, we can't endure this anymore. We simply, we just simply can't. That was a response after two shootings last weekend led to the city to impose a midnight curfew. Again, we're talking about Miami Beach. Well, what explains the crime wave? There is no fully satisfying answer. But experts point to several plausible partial explanations. I mean, I can guess at it. Let's see if I my guess is similar. They say a sense of lawlessness stemming from police violence. No, no, no. Social isolation and frustration caused by the pandemic. Yep, that's where I was going. Then they go on, a sense of lawlessness stemming from police violence, like the murder of George Floyd. Police officers' timidity in response to recent criticism of them. And that's what I was thinking. A final item is in a rise in gun sales during the pandemic. Yet, the crime wave seems both too broad and too distinctly American for any one of these factors to be a tidy explanation. Crime, uh, gun crime isn't the only kind of violent crime that is rising nor are crime increases limited to places where police brutality has been the worst. As for the pandemic, if it were the only cause, you would expect crime to have surged in many countries. Instead, it is held fairly steady in Britain, Canada, France, Japan, and elsewhere. Come on, America, we can do better. The closest thing the author has come to uh, to heard that he has heard to a persuasive answer comes from history, criminologists, and historians who have studied crime waves in the past, like Gary Lafree, 
Richard Rosenfeld and Randolph Roth point out that they often occur when people are feeling frustrated with society, government, and their fellow citizens. This frustration can feed a breakthrough in social norms and arise in what the sociologist Emil Durkheim called Anami. Well, this is a, a fine story. I've hit you with a portion of it. If you'd like to read more, the New York Times website. I encourage you to look it over. Let's see what else are they watching now. Well, of course, the Ukraine. If you missed the earlier part of the show, yesterday we were going to have a guest from the Ukraine. Uh, but overnight she took ill and was uh, treated at uh, uh, the emergency room. Uh, I have not disturbed her since. But I may give her a call today and see if she's feeling better. Of course, if, for example, she caught COVID, we'd have to wait, I don't know, seven, eight days, ten days, whatever it is, uh, before we could have her on. But I'm really looking forward to it. <coughs> but more on the Ukraine today. Well, it says uh, t about 10 million Ukrainians have fled their homes. Now, how many are there in the Ukraine? 40 million. So a quarter of the people living there have fled. There's a Polish town near the Ukrainian border that is addressing almost every possible need of those fleeing Russian bombs, including even taking their pets. You know, that would be so difficult uh, for me to have to walk away from Hope or Foley can't even think of it. Well, it's... it's um, yeah, that would be heart-wrenching. Mm -hmm. Heart-breaking. We have approximately four minutes before this EAS test. Um, a couple weeks ago, Scott, I brought in a couple lists of one was called Bad Jokes, and the other one was called 101 Best Bad Funny Puns, right? Okay. So, 
Uh, folks, we're trying to brighten your day just a bit. Uh, let's try a few. Why do not oysters donate to charity? I do not know. Why don't oysters donate to charity? Because they're selfish. <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah. Okay. What did the custodian say when he jumped out of the closet at the school? Go for it. Supplies! <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah. How does a penguin build its house? Uh, do, yeah, oh, oh, oh. go for it. Uh, it. It glues it together. I didn't <laughs> say that very well. It glues <laughs> it together. There you go. <laughs> okay. Okay, which knight invented King Arthur's round table? The good knight. Circumference. Okay. What does a clock do when it's hungry? It goes back for seconds. Hey, there you go. Why did the invisible man turn down a job offer? He couldn't see himself doing that. Invisible. I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What do you call a fish with two knees? A two knee fish. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. What? I guess. I guess you have to be a music fan to get this one. <laughs> Why did Adele cross the road? To say hello from the other side. What do you call a canine magician? A labracadabra door. <laughs> okay. We've got another minute until we're probably going to get interrupted here. And folks <clears throat> may be saying... They can't wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, <clears throat> What's the difference between a piano and a fish? Go for it. You can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. Oh, another tune a fish joke. Mm hmm. Um. How do you organize an astronomer's party? You plan it. Did that go over your head? Of course you? not. Okay. okay. I'm just listening to the audience either groan or laugh or 
It, it would be interesting if head. we could hear them. <laughs> because, you know, they might be going, why are we doing this? Yeah, and saying, Come Or on. that's cool. Do some more. Yeah. Or hurry up EAS test. <laughs> see, yeah. Uh, let's see. In theory, five seconds from now. Let's see what happens here. Five, four, three, two, one. How many ears do space aliens have? Wait a minute, we're just trying to do this test. I know it, it's not coming on yet, so we're filling time. Are we doing anything wrong? No, it comes in automatically. Okay. Oh, we can. I can do one manually if you would like. No. You want to try it? No, because it's supposed to be this coordinated. That's thing. right. Okay, so do yours. So back to the space aliens. How many ears do space aliens have? Three, the left ear, the right ear, and the final front ear. Front ear. Okay, I get it. Um... <laughs> Did you hear about the mediocre restaurant on the moon? It yeah. had no personality. Uh, no atmosphere. There you go. Hey, ding, ding, ding. It has great food, but no atmosphere. <laughs> uh, what kind of pictures do hermit crabs take? I don't know. Shelfies. Yeah, that's right. I'd tell you a joke about the perforated paper, but it's terrible. Terrible. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you call a factory that sells generally decent goods? A warehouse. A satisfactory. Ah. Uh, See? Yeah. Um, you have any others back there? I've got a bunch of I'm trying to um, pick out the better ones. Okay. Um, let's see here. What kind of music do windmills like? They're metal fans. Oh, okay. When is a door not really a door when it's really a jar? Uh, that's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Cosmetic surgery used to be taboo, but now when you talk about Botox, no one raises an eyebrow. <laughs> okay. Why do you never see elephants hiding in trees? Because they're so good at it. <laughs> uh, oh, here's one funny one. What's the number one cause of divorce? Marriage. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Why did the coffee call the police? It got mugged. 
Yeah. Yeah. Why do seagulls fly over the sea? Because if they flew over the bay, they'd be called bagels. Bagels. Okay. I sold my vacuum yesterday. Why did you sell your vacuum yesterday? Because it was just collecting dust. <laughs> Mm. What kind of tea is the hardest to swallow? That would be reality. Reality. Well, we've got lots of these things here, and um, here we go. Some, maybe, maybe I misread the date of this test. Uh, well, no, I I got a a message to for us to be aware okay. of it happening but today. But it was to be today? Yeah. Okay. Here, I'll do one more since you were going. Why, why, why did the toilet the paper roll downhill to get to the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's one for you since you were a golfer back in the day. No, it wasn't. But go ahead. Why did the golfer need new pants? Because he got a hole in one. A hole in one. Yeah. Let's try man. I'm going to do a manual test on this here. Hang on. All right. Well, had that been um, an actual notification, uh, you would have had some um, a recording or voices that followed explaining it, right? Uh, but that was a test. We go to our phones here. We only have a few minutes left. Whoops, wrong button. This one here. Good morning. David, I, I had heard that there was a, on a different broadcasting facility, that there was a, a uh, put-off on having the uh, tornado sirens and the uh, broadcast, emergency broadcast done uh, today because of the possibility of real emergency broadcast maybe being, being needed. Yes, I saw that too. So that may be why it didn't come out. Could be. And, and that's because of the tornado stuff? Yeah. Okay. Well, very good. Thanks. Have a good one. Okay. So, um, evidently, the state made the choice to at least not run a voluntary test. And um, that's because these um, other, you know, they may need to actually run not a test, but an actual alert. They didn't want to confuse people. Uh, I would think that would be more the case with, like, the sirens and things out in the community. Yeah. Because I, we have the potential for some tornado-like weather as the day go, gets into it. You were going to say. Um, yeah, that's one of the things they mentioned about the cancellation of the alert. Um, so it, I'm going to key in on a story here from... NBC4 out of Columbus okay. 
regarding that. So I'm going to see what I can find here. And um, let's see, statewide tornado drill canceled for today. And um, I'm just skimming over here to see what we can find here. Let's see. The test was canceled to avoid confusion due to the Storm Prediction Center upgrading the convective outlook to slight uh, potential for severe weather across the state. Okay. Well, um, that all makes sense. You know, here we can very easily describe that it's a test or it's an alert or why. But if they activate sirens in different things at um, certain locations, you don't know why. Well, it's this kind of explains this, too. They go on and say the drill was scheduled to take place today at 9.50 a.m., and that's when we were expecting that alert. All right. Well, let's see here. So it has been canceled. For those of you who are looking forward to that test. So what should a sick bird do? <laughs> Get treatment. <laughs> okay. Your turn. Oh, um, let's see. We've, why, got, we've got less than a minute. Why did the man get fired from the calendar factory? Because he took a few days off. Off. Okay. That's, I, that's good. How, um, do, how do snails fight? They slug it out. Slug it out. So why do you think six... In our 72nd year of serving oh, Southeast we'll Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. President Biden is on his way to Brussels for a meeting with Western allies amid fears Russia will resort to using chemical weapons in its one-month-old war in Ukraine. I think it's a real threat. Correspondent Ed O'Keefe is in the Belgian capital. The president is expected to talk about making sure that Europe becomes less dependent on Russian oil and natural gas. Also likely to be some talk about military deployments by NATO closer to the region. And Ukraine's leader Zelensky is expected to virtually address the meetings. Remember, Ukraine has been pushing to become a member of the European Union and NATO, but is not currently a member of either alliance. Correspondent Wendy Gillette has more on the war from the border in Poland. Missiles that have rained down on the Ukrainian port city of Mariupol have destroyed or damaged large sections of the city. New satellite images show smoke rising from apartment buildings and heavily bombed structures. Ukraine says a humanitarian convoy heading to the city was targeted, and 15 rescue workers and drivers were seized. U.S. officials have been allowed contact with an American women's basketball star who's being held in Russia. Officials at the U.S. Embassy in Moscow say the WNBA's Brittany Griner is in good condition weeks after she was detained at the airport there. Russian officials claim she had hashish oil in her luggage. Supreme Court nominee Ketanji Brown-Jackson's back on the hot seat in the Senate.